This is Transistor.fm. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2018. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I'm a product and marketing guy. Follow along as we launch Transistor.fm and Spots.fm. <laughs> we might have... <laughs> we, had, we had a little bit of feedback from the last episode saying that people were worried about our lack of focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if we um, maybe if we rename the show "Build Your Sasses," build your sasses. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we're focused. It's just on two things. That's that's right. That's right. They're, they're related. They're related. It's kind of like Intercom has multiple products within their big thing. Yeah, and we had a feature that we were going to build inside of Transistor, and now we just all the feedback I've gotten is that. We should definitely build it outside of Transistor. And, uh, you know, it just makes sense to have it as a separate product. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to go back to the last episode, which is you can find at sas.transistor.fm. I see spots was the last episode. So if you want to catch up on that. Um, but yeah, really great to get feedback. I've actually the most feedback I've ever received on an episode. Nice. That's good. Tons and tons of DMs, tons of emails, tons of folks, you know, reaching out. So yes, we're working on spots.fm. Go there to sign up and hear more. But our current focus is to launch Transistor officially, publicly, to the world, and that's going to happen this month, right? Uh, yeah, it'll happen this month by by August first, by the thirty first, thirtieth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When is yeah, yeah, yeah? Initially, we thought you might come to Canada uh-huh. and uh, hang out here in the Okanagan, and uh, or in uh, what, what's north of here in Kamloops. We were we hadn't decided yet, but. And that was the plan. And then I got a DM from Taylor Otwell, the creator of Laravel. This was just a few days ago, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, last week. Yeah. And he said, yo, are you busy July 25th to 26th? And in my mind, I'm like, well, that's when John's supposed to be here. But then he says, reason for asking, I was thinking of paying to fly someone out to uh, MC Laracon. And you came to mind, you can say, hell no, if you don't want to. And I'm like, wait a second, Laracon this year is in Chicago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I messaged him back and I said, uh, hell yes, I would like to do that. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I've booked my tickets and I'm going to arrive on July 24th. I'm going to hang out at Laracon. Uh, I'm going to be emceeing. There's lots of incredible uh, speakers, Adam Wathen, Taylor Otwell, but also Jason Freed and Ryan Holiday are going to be there. So you're going to sneak me in the back door, right? Yeah. that's. I I was thinking I might need to make that like a, a, what is it, a a condition, but I I didn't negotiate when I had leverage. Now I've... I've, Uh. 
He's already All paid. Right. He's already paid me. I have no. <laughs> I have no negotiating power. <laughs> yeah, just open a fire escape and let me in. Yeah, I'll just. You know what? Should be, should be fine. Yeah, you can just come in with me. Yeah, that's the plan. Going to hang out there. Uh, definitely, if you're at, going to be at Laracon, reach out and say hi. After the conference, you and I are going to be heads down together in Chicago, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth. Finishing up, yeah. Finishing up. Uh, we'll try to have some fun while I'm there, too. Yeah, but, I'm sure we'll have fun. But that's actually not that many days, and I think we're really going to want to, like, hammer. Right. We're going to get up at five 5.30. Yeah, get up at 5.30. 5.30 wake-up call. Are you a jogger? I, I'm a runner. You seem like a runner. I'm not a runner, but that... that <laughs> you, could, you could rent a bike. I could rent a bike. Are no you that biking. fast? <laughs> Well, no, I'm saying if you wanted to bike, oh. <laughs> I, I could bike too. I'm not. I'm I'm decently fast. That's why I say I'm a runner, not really? a runner. Really? Wow. Or is that a Canadian? Is that a Canadian thing? I've never even thought about that. I I'm really not in that world. And so, if you said I'm a runner in my head, I would be like, oh, he's he jogs. And if you said I'm a jogger, I'm like, okay, well, that's running. <laughs> yeah, they're similar. <laughs> I think they're the same thing. Like if I'm going for a jog or going for a run. Yeah, yeah. jogging. I jogging. I get this picture of like somebody in a in like a sweatsuit oh, that's, jogging oh that's like a that's like not how you jog sweat band no <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we'll get a run in there have you ta- have you taken those days off work by the way uh yeah i gotta put that in the calendar that's coming up so hopefully john takes it off work otherwise i'll just be hanging out in chicago by myself people well it's only it's a friday and a, and a monday oh uh, yeah yeah i thought maybe this episode we could talk briefly about what we want to accomplish both before i get there and while I'm there, this is kind of our la- our launch month. And I know a lot of folks out there are interested in, you know, what's kind of the checklist of things you should do before you launch and leading up to a launch. And so, yeah, I thought we'd go through some of those things. Uh, first of all, uh, I have this launch checklist I use with all my clients. And I think there's kind of, what is it, five or six elements you need before you even move on. The first is a landing page. We've got that. Second is a mailing list slash waiting list. We've got that. We've got about between the build your SaaS list and the transistor list, we've got about a thousand people on on those lists. Uh, You need to have a network of friends, influencers, peers, folks that you can reach out to when you do launch. You need a list of channels you're going to use. Like how are you going to promote this launch? Is that, you know, ads? Is it going to be an event? Is it going to be, you know, PR, product hunt, whatever? And you need some media assets. So do you have a demo video? Do you have hopefully a logo? Do you have banners? Do you have screenshots? All of those things. And I feel like in that sense, we're in pretty good shape. We're pretty, we also have a podcast. We also have a podcast. Yeah. So that those are the kinds of things you want to be thinking about. We have, you know, this is, um, I just got kind of average downloads per show, and this show is number two or three, I think. Yeah. We we get about 1,900 downloads per show on average. That's not bad. So I think uh, that's 90% of podcasts never get to that number, if I'm correct, if I, if I remember correctly. So that is pretty impressive. 
of all shows don't get 1,100 downloads in the 30, first 30 days. So, yeah, we've been able to build a good audience here of folks that are invested in the story. <laughs> the, the, the biggest mistake I've seen people make is they just build in a cave and yep. then they go to launch and there's this, nothing. Just crickets. Just yeah. crickets. That's how I would do it if it was just me. <laughs> and I think one thing, one thing I talked about on the Art of Product podcast with Ben and Derek was that anticipation and building anticipation is the most underrated kind of marketing strategy you can do. So everybody thinks like, oh, I launch and that's when the marketing begins. And the truth is like the most kind of crucial moment you have is before you launch because you're able to build up this anticipation. People are waiting for it. My wife is uh, looking forward to the the new uh, Basecamp book, the Jason Fried and David's new book. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And she's like, every week she's kind of like, ah, oh, I wonder when that book's going to be out. Like she's thinking about it. She's waiting for this book to get launched. And, you know, she's checking Amazon all the time. She's probably on a waiting list. When the book comes out, she's going to be the first one to order it. Yeah. And that's what anticipation does. It's, it's, there's it's a lot easier to build that momentum beforehand than after, after it's kind of already happened, right? It's like, it's like wishing someone happy birthday on Facebook the day after their, their, their birthday. <laughs> yeah, just, I've been guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the same, you know? It's no. kind of like, oh, okay, well, the, the big event's already gone by. <laughs> so I feel like we're pretty, in pretty good shape. So what are some of the things you want to do on on your side before I I arrive in Chicago what are some what are some things on the product side we need to get done so let's see we have we've decided on our initial pricing and our plans mm. uh, you know we'll see how well those work out um, I have built-in support for that but it's not there's no real sign up page yet with yeah. options and, and that you can choose from so uh, you still have to be invited and we choose a plan for you so um, that needs to get finished up so we can link to a sign-up page from our marketing site. Yeah. So I'll finish that up. Um, there's a bunch of additional analytics that you know we have planned out or we've gotten recommendations from. From. Mm-hmm. And when you say analytics, com- you're talking about the actual podcast stats. Yeah, down, download stats. Um, well, you know, more detailed analytics, um, things like per episode, uh, time of day, location physical location, mm-hmm. um, what type of devices they're using, um, you know, a- running averages over certain periods of time. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff, you know, we have all the data. We just have to bring it out and expose it and make it, make it nice looking. Yeah. That, that, I think that's probably the biggest chunk of work we have left is, yeah. is just, uh, exposing that and, uh, figuring out a nice way to display it. It, it probably won't be perfect when we launch it. It's not going to be, you know, everything we've ever wanted in podcast stats, but it would be nice to add, you know, two or three more elements. Um, I think for me, I, I still re- would really like the podcast client stats. So are they using yeah. Apple podcasts? Are they using the new Google podcasts? Just to get a sense of where folks are at. Yeah, I keep I keep going back and forth. You could, I mean, you can drill down to so many different unique clients mm-hmm. or you can you could do it by platform you could do 
iOS versus Android, or you could also do desktop versus mobile versus tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think why cl- the reason clients is interesting is if, for example, if all of your if a big chunk of your listeners are coming from Overcast. Yeah. Then you want to be able to run ads inside of Overcast. And so there's there's these advantages to, you know, having Yeah, you you get a better sense of your audience and you can you can target ads and know your demographic kind of. Mhm. Yeah. Uh and also even to know how many people are listening in the web browser, all that stuff is is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that that stuff will get finished up. Um there's a lot of little things. Uh, there's a few little bugs and just nice little additions will add to the embeddable players. Some probably some copywriting within the interface and just like general onboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't actually cancel your account yet, which is <laughs> something we've we've had to do for a couple of customers. Yeah, that you know just wanted to try it out and, and weren't using it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's actually no way to do that on your own, which you know isn't a terribly difficult thing. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. Not not we're we're not trying to prevent anyone from leaving. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting too. Uh, just a comment on that. The the folks that have canceled, which is fine, people cancel all the time. They were more of the hobbyist DIYers. Mm-hmm. And so I know we've talked about that on the show. We talked about that with Patrick Coll- uh Patrick not Collison, <laughs> Patrick Campbell from Price Intelligently. And it's clear, you know, the high value customers they're much less likely to cancel. Uh, you know, Mike Vardy put his podcast over to uh, Transistor, and he's he had to like hire somebody to manually go through all of his his website and put in the new embedded player. He's not going to do that again. You know that right. that's a one time thing. Uh, we can also announce this is finally public. Big announcement. Goodstuff.fm which is a podcast network run by Chris Enns and uh, Kyle Roderick. They, uh, and Chris is the one who edits our show, they have switched over completely to Transistor. So all of their shows, including the At U2 podcast, which is, for a while, the At U2 podcast uh, increased the amount of traffic to our website by like, I don't like a. 10,000 times or something like that. Like it was like an, an incredible, like th- there was a big show going on or something and they were oh, wow. broadcasting and the, the player was on this really popular YouTube website. That's a real zoo TV moment. Nice. Anyway. So yeah, good stuff.fm go check them out, but they're likely not going to switch again. Like switching has right. high costs for them. And so those high value customers, folks that are serious about it, Folks that aren't going from zero to one, but are going from, you know, step three to five or whatever, those make great customers. And um, that's something we're going to be thinking about as we, you know, keep going here is how can we attract more of those high value customers? How can we serve them better than anybody else? Uh, Let's see. We have to actually finish and publish our homepage. Yeah. Which we we talked about before, which is a separate uh, WordPress uh, instance that is a little bit easier, uh, for us to edit and put together. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still some tweaks on that, that need to happen. Honestly, like I'm starting to get frustrated. I just want to, I just want to publish it. Um, 
It, yeah. It's at the stage, everybody knows this, like, I don't know what you call this law, but the last 10% of a development project is always the part that takes the longest. And so 90% of the work has been done. And there's this last 10%, little details, little things that need to be fixed, little bits of copy that need to be added. And we are just dragging our heels. And it's one of those things that once it's, it's not doing us any it's not helping us to have this thing unpublished, right? Like right. we just need to get it out. And so, uh, yeah, that's something that in between everything else we're doing, you're still working full time. I'm still trying to run my business. We're still, you know, there's all these other things that we need to do. That's just a little thing that we just need to hammer on and get done. And we'll feel so much better once that's yeah. once that's <laughs> done. I wonder if we should just let people know where it is right now so they can go and look at it just as a like, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe we'll eh, do that. I, we'll wait. I, I, like, <laughs> I like there to be some pressure like, okay, now we got to get this thing out. The other thing we need to do is, is uh, kind of flesh out our actual site analytics. So Google Analytics and Mixpanel. Uh, just another tip for those of you launching. This is often something that gets missed in the launch. And there's so much good data you're going to miss out on. If you're not capturing it during the launch, you're not going to have a good baseline for knowing, you know, how hard is it to get new leads? You know, how, how well did we convert folks that came through because of the launch? Just having that stuff in place before you launch is so helpful. Mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, I've worked on teams, especially consulting clients, that hadn't had this in place for months after launch. And it, it, it really, just to even have a little bit of information can be really helpful. So we need to get that done too. Yeah, that's the big stuff. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I think there's nothing else we really need to do before, you know, as a part of building anticipation, we're going to be emailing our waiting list a few times. If you're not on that, just go to transistor.fm. We also signed up for Product Hunt's uh, ship service, which like has a waiting list there that I I haven't actually emailed yet. So uh, I need to message them and say, hey, here's our plan. We're launching soon. So a few things there that need to be done. The other thing about anticipation is you need to have people thinking about your product before launch day because they need to prepare. Like they, they need to have kind of stew on it. Like, oh yeah, do I need a podcast? Do I know someone that needs a podcast? You know, oh, maybe we should use this platform for the podcast we're going to launch at work. They need time to think about that. And just bringing it up all at once the day of really doesn't serve you that well. So if you have a Twitter account, if you have a mailing list, if you have, if you're using Product Hunt Ship or if you're using Beta List or any of those services, make sure you reach out to those folks. Again, not not stuff I would have known to do uh, if I was doing this myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So what what do you think we'll focus on while we're there? What, what are, what are going to be the things we do in the four days leading up to launch? Let's see. I mean, there's, like you said, there's a lot of uh, launching announcements, preparation, are mm-hmm. um, hitting up our mailing list, actually finalizing like the final, final version of our marketing site. I'm sure we'll go over it and copyright it and redo some stuff. Um, I would imagine we'll, we'll like write some help documentation or maybe record a couple of videos. 
Yeah. About how to use the how to use it, some some screencasts. And there's always like testing you should do, like do some final like onboarding testing, test your sign up process, uh, test it with a real credit card, uh, you know, do um, test your site analytics, make sure your payment processor is working. All of those things, uh, those are things you want to do before launch day. I would love to make sure that it looks good on mobile because I know a lot of, you know, at least 50% or more of people will be looking at this on their phone. Mm. Are you, and you're talking about the, the marketing site and the app? Yeah. I mean, the app, the app's a little more difficult just because of kind of how I built it. It wasn't necessarily a mobile first, but mm-hmm. at least at least the sign up uh, page and, the, and those pages sort of look the public facing portions of it mm-hmm. should be should be pretty good to go. Um, but yeah, mobile, I mean, mobile analytics are so high these days. It's, you know, you see an email. Or yeah. tweet on your phone, and then you, yeah, you're gonna open it up, and if if it if it's cut off because it's a desktop site, still there's like really no reason to not optimize for that these days. Yeah, and really, what we're talking about is launch sequence. So, what's going to be the sequence of events that happen as a part of the launch? And so, we're, we're also going to record an episode together. Can we? We can use Cards Against Humanity's studio. You think? Oh yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, I can book some time in there. There's a couple different recording studios that we can use. I honestly have no idea how to use the equipment. So I'll have to <laughs> learn how to do that. Um, I mean, we could, you know, uh, we could potentially like hit the button while we're recording, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. launch the thing. I'd, for, I would want some ringers for sure to be like ready to buy. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if it's just like, okay, we're not going to say anything until we get our first sale. And then it's just like this long silence for uh, hours and hours and yeah. hours. Uh, and the other thing a lot of people don't think about is you're not just announcing things once. So you're going to have launch day, right? But then you're going to have uh, you're going to have the next day, like next day. Uh-huh. Hey, you can still sign up, and then some sort of incentive for people to sign up now. So hey, we're doing a discount, or you know we're offering this bonus, and that ends you know on this day. So you should at least be sending three emails, but the folks I know that are really good at launching, they send five, six, seven emails during launch. And a lot of it is just because this is your window. Those thousand, that, you know, group of a thousand people that are on our list, they've been waiting for this and this is our chance. And so, you know, they might get the first email and go, oh yeah, I need to talk to my partner about that. And then they get the second email. They still haven't talked to their, you know, their co-founder. And so then the third email comes and they're like, oh, I'm going to book the meeting. They have the meeting, they decide they want it. And then the fourth email comes and they're like, oh yeah, I, I need to sign that up. You yeah. know, so it, it's going to take multiple emails. And uh, what we have, we have a real simple kind of automation set up in MailChimp right now, as soon as somebody becomes a paying customer on, um, you know, in Stripe, that triggers um, an automation in MailChimp to remove them from our launch list. Or Sorry, they get flagged as a customer. And so at that point, they get taken out of those, uh, those launch emails. And this is something you can even set up as using the MailChimp automation feature, uh, or you can just manually have these emails and, you know, manually schedule them to go out. You know, here's launch day. 
Um, the, the other important email no one sends is the we're launching tomorrow email. That, yeah. that, that one is so key because then it keys people up. Okay, they're launching tomorrow. I'm going to get ready. You know, here I go. So I think I've identified, yeah, four emails. Launching tomorrow. Hey, just heads up. We're going to be launching tomorrow at 5 a.m. Pacific or whatever. Then the launch day email. It's here. You can sign up here. Here's all the information. The next day email. Hey, remember, if you haven't signed up yet, here's your chance. Registration closes, you know, and then the final day email, which is, okay, registration is closed. That's good stuff. See, what I would have done is write one tweet and then be like, I launched <laughs> and then leave it at that. And then nobody would sign up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do that too. <laughs> that doesn't work. It can work for some people, but the for most people, it doesn't. And even on Twitter... All the, like that same sequence you do in email, you should also be doing on Twitter. You should also be doing everywhere else. Like you have that same like, hey, we're launching tomorrow. People just need to know. I have so many friends that have launched something and I had no idea. Yeah. And they said, well, I tweeted about it. And I go back and I'm, where did you tweet about it? And they, they have one tweet. No, Twitter is like a rushing river. You drop your tweet in and then it's gone down. Like you need to, you need to remind me probably way more than you know you're comfortable with. Yeah. And again, you're you, it's not like you're doing this all the time. You're just using this one window to promote your thing. And that's that's it. So err on the side of during your launch window, really kind of go after it. Uh the other thing I want people to consider and a little trick. This is a trick I learned from Adam Wathen. I probably shouldn't tell you guys, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, sometimes, so let's say you have a like a coupon, 30% off, you know, for during the launch. Often what I would do in the past is I would say, okay, well, I'm going to open it, you know, today and then three days later, I'm going to close it. But again, there's, <laughs> you can never anticipate how long it's going to take people to get to your email, how long it's going to take them for them to remember, notice all that stuff. So the trick is if you're using a discount code or something like that, just say it's going to expire eventually, like eventually it's going away. This is the launch, but don't give an exact day because that gives you the freedom to extend that discount out while people are still interested. And then when sales die die off, so you know, you're not noticing any more launch sales, that's when you send your final day email going, okay, you know, it's, it's time to close this down. You've got 24 hours to use this discount code. And really, it serves the, the customer because they get to take advantage of the deal for longer. And um, it also can increase the number of signups you get. So little little trick from Adam Wathen. Uh, he talked about that at his MicroConf talk. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, yeah, what else? What else? I haven't. I was realizing I haven't seen you in person in like two years, right? At least. Yeah. What are you thinking about that? <laughs> It'll be good. No, I, I was just, I was like, yeah, we should do some stuff. I mean, we get, you know, we're going to have to work, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chicago has good food. It has good beer. It has. So I have a, two thoughts about this that I want to talk about quick. The first is part of me as I'm thinking about this, like I booked my ticket and it still feels kind of surreal. And in some ways, 
all this interaction we've had online <laughs> has been yeah. kind of surreal. Like it just feels like, well, ma- is this even real? You know, is this, is this a thing? And I think emotionally for me, I'm starting to think, oh, we're going to, I mean, we've hung out together before. This will be oh, our yeah. third or fourth time. But emotionally for me, it's going to be like, wow, like there's John. I, I signed real legal documents that make him, you know, make us partners. And Jesus, like this is real. Like yeah. we're building yeah. a real company. This company has shareholders, us. This company has a board, us. Uh, you know, but, but it's got real customers now. We have 70 people that, that rely on us for their podcast hosting. Yeah. Um, on that side, just emotionally, it's going to be interesting because it's going to become real. Uh, it, this isn't just kind of a, a, a pretend thing, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. I can I can give you a tour of the city. Yeah, eat eat some eat some Chicago hot dogs. Do not let's not eat Chicago deep dish pizza. Okay, my one my one word of advice to you at this conference is <laughs> yeah. if anyone's like, let's go out to, I don't know, whatever to go eat some deep dish pizza. Yeah, nobody in Chicago really eats that stuff. <laughs> like it's not it's good, but it, it's just it's like a pie crust with cheese, like a lot of cheese. So it's a tourist thing. It's like voodoo yeah. donuts in Portland. Like locals yeah, exactly. in Portland don't there's, eat voodoo donuts. There's much better pizza. Well, I, I I'm gluten free, so I can't I can't eat I can't eat that kind of pizza anyway. Are you? Yes. I that. Yeah. I I have to. Uh, I I can drink beer. Incidentally, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm on the low FODMAP diet. You guys can look it up. But oh I, yeah, I've it, heard about the FODMAP. Yeah, it makes me sensitive yeah. to not gluten, but the things in gluten. Gotcha. And so if I was going to have a Chicago deep dish pizza, it'd be like this <laughs> heavy layered condensed gluten-free crust. It would weigh like 100 pounds. <laughs> it probably would. <laughs> okay, so but, so the hot dogs are okay. But hot the dogs are good, not. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was... Uh... Uh, you know, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain mm, passed yes. away a couple of weeks ago. He, uh, he had, he had a few shows in Chicago and he, he loves Chicago hot dogs, despises the pizza. Interesting. So he has an interesting relationship with the city, but. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put some, I'll put some links to Anthony Bourdain's choice yeah. picks for Chicago. Okay. I, I think I have a couple of, couple links too. Yeah, I think that's going to be important. I mean, I think it's entirely possible to build a distributed company in 2018. Uh But there is something about hanging out with people in real life and not just working together, but having some shared, eating some meals together. Yeah, we got to. Having some fun together. Yeah, so I think. Take take some breaks and think about what, what we worked on and hash out some ideas. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing. I've been kind of resisting this urge to add more things to this trip. And, you know, I, I had all sorts of things like, ah, maybe I should do this or that. Maybe I should do some video. Maybe I should try to interview some people on there. I'm resisting as much as I can, but I think one thing I would like to do if we can is do a meetup. You don't even have to come if you don't want to, but I, I would like to have one time where just friends on the internet can come hang out at a pub, hang out at a coffee shop, 
uh, whether they're, you know, people that we just know in Chicago or um, people that, you know, have been following our journey. I think that would be fun to actually meet up with some real podcast listeners, some real, you know, people that follow us online. Yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll find a good spot for that. Again, I mean, the, the, we're like a tag team. So if, if you're, if your introverted uh, scale goes, you you just tag me in, and I go in, and I can just like I'll stay there all night. <laughs> I'll go I'll go in the corner by myself and recharge. <laughs> that's that's a good idea for bars. Is they should have uh, introvert. Uh, I was gonna say closets, but <laughs> <laughs> just like you can just go in, and it's like a, a float tank or or something like just yeah. complete like just it just it's in the bar, but you can go in there and just like hang out for three hours and then come back That'd be out. great. <laughs> this is a free business idea right there. <laughs> and I think the only other thing is uh, XOXO in Portland, we both, you have to apply to go. They have a kind of a registration process and we both applied and we both got in, right? Yeah, we both got in. So that was where we initially met. Yeah. I don't know. Four or five years ago, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think I can't remember if my first year was fourteen or fifteen, but you had a monster beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I did, and for both years actually. Yeah. When they stopped doing it, I'm like, okay, I'm shaving this beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be fun to go back. That's happening. Um, the I think I don't know if the tickets are. I think you can't you can't register anymore. But if anyone else who's listening is going. Yeah. No. Definitely let yeah, us middle, know. It's the middle of September, something like that. Yeah, let me just see here. I'll put it in the show notes too, but September 6th to 9th, 2018 at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Uh, just so uh, the comedian uh, Cameron Esposito uh, is going to be there. She's really funny. Um, there's going to be, oh, there's a lot of kind of live uh, podcasts going on. It's kind of a podcast's, podcaster's paradise there, really. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, I know a lot of folks have asked if we're going to be at Podcast Movement. I think that's the conference. Uh, we're not going to be there because we're going to be hacking on Transistor uh, uh, while, while that's going on. But if anyone is there and wants to mention Transistor or Spots, I'm inviting you to feel free to do that. Feel free to mm-hmm. say, hey, my buddy John or my buddy Justin is building this thing called Transistor or this thing called Spots. You should reach out to them. Uh, you can make as many intros for us as you would like at podcast. Uh, what is it called again? <laughs> podcast Movement. Movement. Podcast, podcast Movement. Podcast Movement. That's in Philadelphia. I'd love to go. I'd love to go see Philadelphia. Uh, our friend Bill is going from uh, Midroll. Yeah, we just can't make it this year. So I think that's it, folks. Uh, as always, check out what we're doing, Transistor.fm, if you want to sign up for the waiting list. Do you want to be on the launch list when we get going? Uh, and then you can reach out to us on tr- Twitter, TransistorFM. You can DM John. Actually, I don't know if John's DMs are open, but you can I add I don't know. They might be. You can add him at John Buddha. J-O-N-B-U-D-A, and I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin, on all the things. And we'll see you next week. We we got a little bit of a lead up to our Chicago meetup, but we'll be back again next Tuesday with a new episode.
podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.